Welcome to episode 15 of By the Numbers here on CKCC Radio. Referee Matt Durline hanging out with you for another bi-weekly episode, and it is the final bi-weekly episode for a little while. If you listen to the A-Show, you know that we're doing the Tournament of Champions for season one, and if we did that bi-weekly, that would take forever. So we are kind of going to phase out by the numbers for now and bring it back after the Tournament of Champions, and we're back into season two of the A-Show. But I already had this interview scheduled. I didn't want to not do it. So joining me here on the show this week is Hollow Wicked. Hollow Wicked, welcome to the show. Dirtline, thank you for having me. All glory. Uh, yeah, uh, pleased to be here. I'm pleased to have you. And before we get started, I don't think anyone listening to the show will not know who you are. But in case people do not know who you are, please give a brief introduction of yourself. Oh, uh, my name is Hollow Wicked. I am the broadsword of Nas Maldun. Been a professional wrestler since 2002, uh, probably mostly with Chikara. I've been all over the country, all over the world, on the independent level. Uh, wrestled them all. That, that says that's that's about it. And we're going to talk about several of those here tonight, and a lot of these matches you can see on independentwrestling.tv. And if you go to independentwrestling.tv and you're a new user, please use the code word NUMBERS, N-U-M-B-E-R-S, when you sign up. And most of these matches that we're going to talk about tonight are from Chikara. And we are going to start with match number 57 in the book. And I'm going to be honest, when we put this together, my thought first was, I've probably done like 35 matches with Hollow Wicked. No, <laughs> far less. Um, and we're going to try to piece together what we can here from the 15 or so that we did, because they are many, many years ago. So you were actually involved in the debut. We spoke of independentwrestling.tv. We spoke, we have to speak of Jerry then. And uh, before he was Vin Gerard, he was Equinox. And this particular weekend, May of 2005, you wrestled Equinox in Hellertown in his Equinox debut. Any thoughts on this match? Well, we did speak briefly before we started recording, and uh, the consensus was that my memory is shot. I have very little memory of, of this match in particular. Of course, plenty of memories of, of Equinox and Vin Gerard. Uh, very familiar with him, but this match in particular, it, it may as well have been someone else wrestling Equinox. I do not remember. Jerry, did you hear that? You're not very memorable. Is Jerry on the air? No. Uh, he's probably not even listening, nor will he when this premieres next week. <laughs> but that's okay. Oh, to hell with him, then. <laughs> and we'll have more on Jerry in a little bit. But before we do, we are in Hellertown once again. And God, we, we move ahead five months. <laughs> well, let me stop you before we move on. Do you remember anything about May 19th, 2005? That's a lifetime ago. I, I remember that I was in Hellertown, Pennsylvania, but that's really only because I have a book where I've written down every match that tells me that. <laughs> you don't take any other notes in that book? Um, my what daughter wrote, was? My, um, my, 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 my daughter wrote, I love you, dad, on the next page where I'm going to write down more matches after the Rona is done. But other than that, really, there's only book, there's only matches in the book. There's not weather reports. Uh, there's not, current news events of the day. Can you imagine if I did, though? We'd have a lot more to talk about. For sure. You you could, you could use that to jog your guest memory. Uh, you could write down who the, the president was who, you know, who died that day. Ugh. <laughs> Probably a lot of people. Uh, oh, I, I'd say so. Um, apparently our memories died that day a little bit. <laughs> so... We do move back into Hellertown, October 22nd, 2005. I am outside the ring. Bryce is in the ring uh, for the Torneo Cibernetico, match 114 in the book. You are teaming with Sweet and Sour International, or is it the – you know what? I don't have the participants written down. Uh, it's, I uh, believe I, it was the Kings of Wrestling. It's Kings of Wrestling. Uh, Cesaro, Chris Hero, Akuma, and Icarus. That's four, right? And Eric Cannon. Eric Cannon. How could I forget Eric Cannon? Of course. That's five. And then you had the dark breed consisting of myself, 
Ultramantis Black and Blind Rage. Does that yes. sound right? Yeah, that, that sounds accurate. You know, I do have the internet right here. I could probably look it up. Um, I'm sure this that you're... why our memories are so terrible. We don't need to remember anything anymore. We just look it up. <laughs> well, I'm going to get Google smart about this here quickly. Um, I can tell you that Shane Storm was on the other team. Shane Storm, uh, Skyda, Mike Quackenbush, Jigsaw, uh, Milano Collection AT, right? Yeah, so far and... you're four for four or five for five. Sabian, I want to yes. say. That's all I got. <laughs> also, Eddie Kingston. I don't think he's no, Kingston. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. I, I can't uh, envision any world where Eddie Kingston agrees to do an hour and a half long wrestling match. <laughs> I'd say the same, but he did it. Like There's right. proof right That's, here on, on Cage Match. It's the Internet Wrestling Database. Oh, okay. I would never go against cagematch.de. <laughs> and finally, Mr. Zero. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes total sense. Of course, Zero would be there teaming with Shane Storm. And a couple weeks ago, when Shane Storm, well, it was a couple months ago now, not a couple weeks, and Shane Storm was talking about this match, but more so how he was concussed the night before in Reading, so he doesn't actually remember a whole ton of this match. So he has an excuse for not remembering. Yes, unlike us, who were there and lived it for the hour and a half. I remember that there was a pool ahead of the show to see who could guess how long the match was going to be. And I forget who won, because it was just the pre-show pool. But there is a story that happened after this. There that is. You, that you brought up off the air that made us be there till the literal middle of the night. Yeah, uh, that would be because we had a foreign guest, which would be the Scottish, uh, <laughs> diplomat, uh, to put it terribly, Jay Phoenix, who stole Icarus's wallet among other personal effects. I think Claudio's hoodie too. Yeah, that sounds right. And tried to pass it off that he bought it from merch. It was an item that we hadn't sold in years. That night was was rough for so many reasons. Not just because we had all just worked an hour and a half match, but now we were there trying to figure out who took the wallet until literally 3 a.m. Yeah, we we had the correct suspect. There's no doubt this guy stole the wallet and the other items. There wasn't a question that it was someone else, and the guy just would not cop to it, just denied it, which was probably the smartest thing he could do right there. I remember (laughs) saying... Someone offering to call the police because Eddie Kingston was at this guy's throat. And he said, yes, please call the police rather than deal with Eddie Kingston. And the thing is, at ringside, there are 16 people in the match, two referees, right, plus the commentary team. So really, who's left in the locker room? Yeah, it was like Daisy Hayes. She didn't do it. Oh, definitely not. Daisy Hayes would never do such a thing. Equinox was probably back there. He he may have been. I I believe Matt Turner and Anthony Franco were still there. They would definitely no would never do that. No never. way those guys did it. No. And speaking of Equinox, we're back together the following weekend. And there's two shows that we work together. Um, first at the new Alhambra Arena, I think it was at that point. On October 29th, 2005, for the Maven Bentley Association. It was called the Monster Mash. And you wrestled Equinox in match 118. And then the next day, we went to Ursinus College in Collegeville, and you wrestled Equinox again in match 124. So, more wrestling Jerry. Uh, is that the theme of the show? It, you wrestled Jerry a lot early in his career. A lot, a lot. It looks yeah, I think I think I was assigned to Equinox uh, early on. Uh, I don't know what I did to deserve that. But uh, the Monster Mash show, I don't remember. I, and for me to not remember a Halloween-themed show is disgraceful, quite honestly. I remember some of them. I don't remember wrestling Equinox all one. For shame, Wicked. For shame. I, I, here's, the one thing, here's the one thing I can tell you about the Monster Mash. So we were driving somewhere, and my wife said to me, that I should be the Count from Sesame Street, because it's a Halloween show and I'm a ref. And I'm the only ref on the show. So I was like, that's a great idea. Bought a cape, 
fought the fake teeth that didn't really work out that well for me, got in the ring, and botched the shit out of it. Because instead of going one, two, and then kick out two, ah, 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 I was doing the ah, 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 in between every single count and messing up everyone's sequence and pacing for for pinfalls. Yeah, there's really only one cadence pro wrestlers are used to when counting. It's one, two, three. If you deviate that from that, that's a problem. Oh, it was a big problem. That was the only ref. <laughs> that That's also, that's a tough position. Well, let me ask you, why did you choose the count from Sesame Street? I don't associate him as a, a Halloween character. But uh, I needed a costume, and as a ref, you count a lot. You could have been Count Dracula. I think Count Dracula was in the main event. Okay, all right, that's fair. Was he? Who did Count Dracula wrestle in the main event of Monster you Mash know, 2005? I'm trying to find the book, which I think I put away. Yeah, but you like, the match. Yeah, you Freddy Krueger was in it, like the Wolfman. Um, I think uh, Count Dracula had a match. I'm pretty sure. So I couldn't do that. Because that'd be showing favoritism, and I gotta call it down the middle. That makes sense. Uh, yes. Speaking of the middle, well, this is actually nowhere near the middle, but I didn't have a good segue. The next day in Collegeville, Equinox gave you quite the arm drag. Yeah, what was it? Was it a. It might have been a. Casadora arm drag? And he I believe it was off I, of bleachers, too. It was off of bleachers, yeah. The, the man was climbing bleachers that early in his career arm dragged me and sent me across an entire gym. Uh, it was a pe- very powerful quesadora. It was the most powerful quesadora I've ever witnessed. Uh, I dare someone to find a more powerful quesadora. The, the momentum was incredible. I I was completely disoriented when I got out of that. I, I can imagine so. You rolled a lot. I mean, gyms are big. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a college basketball court, wasn't it? Yeah. Regulation size. Yes. And that that's a lot of uh, tumbling to do. I probably lost the match as a result. I don't know. Did people really lose to Equinox back then or ever? I've seen, yeah. someone Someone's lost to Equinox. Skyda. Oh. Didn't he beat Skyda? He may have. I, I know he teamed with Skyda a lot. He beat I don't know Fizz. If he's... I think he beat Fizz. I'll tell you what. Here's what we'll do. We are going to take a quick break. We're going to do some research. You can listen to some to some ads for some other podcasts. We'll be right back here with Hollywood Kid on By the Numbers on CKCC Radio. It's the most successful independent wrestling promotion of this generation. It's the place where the stars of today made their name. Now get the inside story of Ring of Honor from those that lived it with an honorable mention. Join Ring of Honor alumni Shane Hagedorn and his co-host Jeff Schwartz as they break down a classic Ring of Honor event every Tuesday and get the -the behind-the-scenes scoop and inside stories that you won't hear anywhere else. An honorable mention available every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. For exclusive bonus content, plus early ad-free access to every show, check out patreon.com slash anhonorablepod. Greetings, folks. Do you like beer? Do you know who I am? Maybe not? My name's Kev, also known as Irish Kev. And my dear friend Rick and myself actually really were supposed to have a cool promo for our beer review podcast known as the Hooligans of Hops, where Rick and myself take you through a drunken journey of all of the beers that we try. On a scale of 0.25 to 5 being the best, we talk about the best and worst beers we've had on the show. In between, you hear sports banter, some wrestling, and I don't know anything that happens when we get drunk. So check out our show on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, Buzzsprout, and anywhere you can get your podcast sources. We'll try not to get drunk next time and do something for you. But here's the promo. Thanks. We are back on By the Numbers here on CKCC Radio. Thanks for joining me here Monday morning, 9 a.m. Actually recorded Wednesday evening, 9.40 p.m. And joining me this week is Wicked. And we were talking off air. We did not look up who has beaten Equinox, so the answer is uh, everyone. Or who e- Equinox-, Equinox beat Darkness Crabtree. Did he really? Yes, in like four minutes. Wow. What does that say for Darkness Crabtree? You know, 
one time I was in the ring with Darkness Crabtree, and we worked. Um, we were in a match together for twenty three hours. That's it actually the, spanned the record, two towns. Right? Yeah, it just fought right to the streets. Yep, it was a very long night and day going from Reading to Emmaus with either Land Steel or Darkness Crabtree in an abdominal stretch for at least seven miles of the way there. What competitors? They hung in there. They did the whole time. And the question that Hollowicket asked off the air, because we talked about uh, the Cybernetico and Shane Storm talking about having a concussion, was who concussed Shane Storm? And I found some details because it was the night before at the Riverside in Reading, Pennsylvania, not Pittston, Pennsylvania, like ProWrestling.Fandom.com says, because that was the staircase in Pittston, put some respect on that name. And that night, Shane Storm was in an eight-man tag, teaming with Jigsaw, Mike Quackenbush, and Skyda to go against Eric Cannon, the now Cesaro, then Claudio Castagnoli, Granacuma, and Icarus. So one of those four. Well, let, let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. It could have been someone from his own team. I don't know. They were a pretty well-oiled machine. Uh, so. Skyden is nothing if not a loose cannon. I could be. Yeah, I could definitely. I would put Skyda on the likely to concuss his own teammate list. From the other team, though, I, I just eliminate Cesaro right off right off the bat. There's no way Cesaro's ever concussed anyone. Agreed. Anyone else? Sure. <laughs> But 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 not Claudio. Uh, that that is not his forte. No, he doesn't need to concuss him. He just pick you up and dispose of you. In in so many ways too. Uh, there's no matches here where you've been against Claudio. But would you say Claudio was one of your toughest opponents, Cesaro? By, by far the strongest human being I've ever come in contact with. Yeah, he is insanely strong. Just like naturally strong. It, it's incredible. Also incredible was your tag team with Delirious. And we're going to touch on that here, going through all the matches just about in 2006 that we worked together. You were teaming with Delirious, all of them in Barnesville, too. Uh, So we have one where you team with Delirious, take on Jagged of Everrise and and, and Max Boyer and match 182, May 27th, 2006. And then August 20th, 2006, you guys are against Fist in match 203. And then November 12th, 2006, you guys are against Fist in match 230. So what was it like team? It was Delirious. Uh, incredible. Uh, an incredible partner. Uh, the guy knew my next move before I knew it, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, man, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words for how good a partner Delirious was. How much I learned in that tag team. Uh, about tag team wrestling, about singles wrestling. Just, I, I can't say enough good things about Delirious. What was, was your he... communication like with Delirious? I, I mean, yeah, I think you heard it in the ring. It was just I a did. Bunch of, we could understand each other, and our opponents could not understand us. So we, we, we were free to speak out loud, tell each other what, what I'm doing, what he's doing, and we're not giving anything away to the opponents. You you definitely had a, a sizable advantage as far as that goes. I mean, your team name was Incoherence. Yeah, at the time, I was unable to speak. I don't believe Delirious has ever acquired the ability to, to coherently speak. It, it just it was a match, uh, I don't want to say made in heaven because that disgusts me, but it, it was a good match. And then two of these matches here, you're against Fist, and... You and Icarus were first-generation Chikara. I believe Akuma was second, correct? That's correct. Yes. So these are guys that you've probably shared the ring with a million times, and Icarus was initially with you when you started together as part of the first generation with Blind Rage. How did that help you in your matches against Fist in the future? I mean, the same way I was able to... to to build that chemistry with Delirious, I, I had that inverse chemistry with Icarus. I knew what he was going to do. He most of the time knew what I was going to do. So it was tough to to face someone that you know so well, but it, it brings something else out in you that, you know, you would you would never hit someone as hard as you do someone you, you've been close to. So basically what you're saying is you never want to hit anyone harder than you hit Icarus. No, I... I I feel free to hit Icarus as hard as humanly possible, and uh, I know he's going to give it right back. But there's there's that that sort of mutual respect where we'll just beat the tar out of each other. 
Yes, and I and Akuma is no slouch either. So, oh, absolutely, and a, a person I've I've spent days of my life with training and competing against. And the difference with Akuma is he's not a person you want hitting you as hard as he's able to. So you, you try to avoid that as much as possible. To that point, I remember when they were joining up with the Kings of Wrestling. I ran out to the ring as referees do to try to gain some control, and he kicked me in the face. And it only took once for me to learn that I never wanted that to happen again. No, you probably this is probably why you don't remember anything before that point, and probably sh- shortly after it. That's a hard lesson to learn, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, here I am, like it's my like second or third year refereeing. And I'm just trying to gain control of a situation. I'm not trying to get kicked in the face by Grant Akuma. Like, I knew. I had heard the stories and the whispers backstage about how hard he hit. And um, my face was never the same. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, he'll rearrange it free of charge. He loves kicking people. Yeah, he, he will not hold back. He will kick you right in the face. Um, side note, story I told my daughter last week was a story of when we were at the staircase in Pittston. And Crossbones kicked Mickey Knuckles in the face. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. And the noise that Eddie Kingston made on commentary when Crossbones kicked Mickey Knuckles in the face. And I was like, Avery, that happened like we're like on the way to soccer practice. She's like, what? Because <laughs> she's seven. She's like, there's no wrestling on the way to soccer practice. What are you talking about? He's like, well, there used to be. If you can get Eddie Kingston to react to a kick that way, you you know you've done something special. Yes. So we have a couple more matches to touch on here before we head into the next break. Wow, our history is just flying by. Whoa, well, let me slow it down real quick. Back to match 182 against Jagged and Max Boyer. Where, where was Shane Matthews? That is a good question. Let's... Uh, get Google smart about it. Chikara, May 21, 2006? 27. I don't know. I have the list on another screen. Yeah, 527. 06. Okay. Barnesville. Barnesville, Pennsylvania. What a building that was. Uh, it was something else. In the literal middle of nowhere. Yeah, so like the top of a hill in the middle of the woods. And that's, that's about as detailed as instructions as you've got how to get there also. Just go up yes. the hill. If, if you go up a hill, you will find it. It's the only building for miles. So all that this says, looking at the results from that day, Eddie Kingston and Shinsuke Yamagasa beat the North Star Express. Daisy Hayes beat Sarah Del Rey. The Colony and Lance Steele beat Shane Valentine, not Shane Matthews, Casanova, and Rorschach. Now, okay. pic- picture this. In Barnesville, Pennsylvania, John Moxley beat Eric Cannon. Wow. What? Yeah. Incredible. I actually I think I ref that, that match. You did. Uh, it's on your list. It is. And the night before, Delirious beat John Moxley. What, what was the result of Moxley Cannon? Moxley over Cannon. And then you beat Team 2.0, Jagged and Max Boyer, sub for Shane Matthews. <sighs> For for some reason now, I'm picturing Shane Matthews there on crutches with that headband on. Yes, that sounds familiar. I don't know what he did to himself. Also, (laughs) to answer one of our questions from earlier, Equinox beat Dr. Chung. There you go. Fist beat Quackstorm. Sweeney beat Milano to re-win the ICW Texarkana TV title, which in parentheses it says, an inside rib. What are they talking about? What? That's blasphemous. And then Hiro and Cesaro beat Miyawaki and Yago. In Barnesville. What? It's crazy. Unreal. Unreal. These these people didn't, well, I, I guess I among them didn't know what we had. In in Barnesville, Pennsylvania. Yeah. John Moxley. Like be there, Cannon. 35 people there, tops, and they, they saw this card. <laughs> That's incredible. So... We're in Barnesville for one of the nights of King of Trios. I think the first King of Trios. And it is February 17th, 2007. You were on the team with Cheech and Cloudy. How did that come together? Uh, oh, I don't know. There, there, was a, there was a long history of myself, Delirious, Cheech, and Cloudy being like an uh, interchangeable team. I don't remember what the 
the impetus of that was who do we who were we against? Well, in the first round, you defeated the colony. This being Fire Ant, Soldier Ant, and the first Worker Ant. And when was this? February seventeenth, two thousand seven. To jog your memory a little bit, we had a really terrible ice storm. Yes. That like shut down the highways. Right. Trying to get up that hill. It, it was covered in, like, two feet of snow. My car kept yeah. slipping back. It was bad. It was very bad. I remember who was driving. Someone's trying to drive us up that hill. I, I, I thought for sure that was going to be the death of us. And I remember where I was coming from. They hadn't really cleared the roads that well, and there were giant chunks of ice just still in the middle of the road. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure there's no municipal government in Barnesville. It's just anarchy there. Nobody's clearing the roads. No. And we're going to go have a wrestling show. Is that the one where I threw a big uh, snowball at Fire Ant? It probably is because there was enough snow. There there was was plenty of snow. Yes. Um, So you beat the colony in the first round. And then in the second round, you took on Pantera, Psychedelico Jr., and... 205 Live slash Raw. I think they're on Raw now, right? I think so. Lucha House Party? Lindsay Dorado, who had beat Team WG of just Scott Loss and Chris Bosch in the first round. No one else was on that team. I'm sorry. There were. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yes. Two people. Like, they were in a handicap match in a tournament that seems like it'd be go against the rules, but I understand. I pick up on uh, these subtle clues. Yes, and then you lost to the Luchadors in the second round. So you were always known, like, you're known for being very versatile in the ring. So a lot of these matches we've talked about hasn't been as much with the the Lucha Libre wrestlers. What was it like being in the ring with the guys from Mexico? You're saying me versus Equinox was not pure Lucha Libre? It was pure something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, these guys are incredible. Pantera, Unreal. Uh, who else was in Sigidelco Jr. and who's the third? Lince. Lince. Yeah. Uh, Lince, who studied very closely under these guys, uh, Skyda, Pantera, we had Oriental in teaching us. So he picked it up. Uh, Lince is an incredibly fast learner. Sigidelco, yes. I don't, I don't know how much we mixed it up in that match, but I remember going up against Pantera and just, <laughs> The guy just will school you in front of everyone. Yes. And he is part of a very famous Lucha family. His uncle is Milmascaris. Wow. Is he really the Dos Caras also? Yep. Also his uncle. And Black Gordman. <laughs> so, yeah. I, like I said, I, I don't know if uh, we were paired together in that match. I think we might have avoided each other. I think I, I had all my fill of uh, Pantera and just probably didn't want any more. And, and Pantera, I remember it was a really big deal to be in the ring with him because it, like, he was like a bigger deal in Mexico. And it was just awesome to share the ring with these guys. And Lince, being a Chikara product himself, it was cool for him to get to be a part of that with those team members. And ultimately, the Lucha team would defeat you. Yeah. Uh, like I said, those guys had great chemistry. Uh, all similar backgrounds, not Lin, Lince, not so much, but did learn under under Pantera. So me and uh, uh, Cheech and Cloudy were kind of a thrown-together team at that point, if I remember correctly, which I very likely may not remember correctly because I don't remember anything. Obviously, like, for example, did you know that the following night, I didn't ref this one, but you beat Matt Seidel? No. I remember wrestling Matt Seidel. It was at the, the arena, right? Yes. Yes, I remember I inadvertently gave him a low blow. I think that's how I won. Oh, I'm, I'm saying hope... that's not how I won. That, that's that. I'm sure that helped me win the match. Tried to give him a schoolboy or something and caught him and just see <laughs> he was off the rest of the match. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're going against a guy like Seidel, you got to take wins where you can get them. Also, think of this: we talked about who you've seen in Barnesville, Alex Shelley, Chris Sabin, and Sanjay Dutt. Together in Barnesville. Yeah, the TNA team. Yeah, that, that, that's wild. Unreal. It, in a snowstorm. I'm sure that they were pleased to be there. I, I would imagine so. Unfortunately, shortly after this, my time 
and Chikara would come to a very sprinkly end. But we still got to keep working together in other promotions. We're going to talk about those after this next break here on By the Numbers on CKCC Radio. Hi, this is Anthony from the IWEP Network. We're a collection of weekly podcasts that vary in all different types of topics. We can be found on all social media, as well as any podcast or music app that you may use, as well as YouTube. We go live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch every Friday and Sunday. Here's a lineup of our five shows that you may be interested in. Interviews with Everyday People. Interviews and conversations on a positive note and just getting to know each other. Everyone has a story. Bangin' Beers podcast, beer reviews, hanging out with some friends, and much more. Truth behind illusion. Are you into ghosts, monsters, conspiracy theories, and more? Then this show will be for you. Tornado Tag Podcast. Pro wrestling stories, news, and show reviews. We love supporting indie wrestling, so come check us out. Not Cool in High School Podcast. A pop culture show where we cover movies, television, comic books, and video games. A weekly topic. So come hang out with us. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on all social media, and we'll see you soon. I'm Jason. And I'm David. And we're the hosts of the non Sports Podcast, where the home of sports talk for everyone. Join us bi-weekly as we talk about the happenings in sports. You can find the non Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. We're back for the final segment with Hummel Wicked here on CKCC Radio. This is by the numbers. And even though my uh, Chikara career had met a sugary end, we still got to work together a few more times over the next 11 years. Ooh. And the first of those times was in Allentown, Pennsylvania. I remember this being in the Allentown Armory, which is a pretty cool building. Yeah. And it was for Lehigh Valley Wrestling. You're now teaming with Jerry. How did this happen? It was January 19th, 2008. I'm sure you objected in some way. And on the other side of the ring of match, 324 were Ultra Mantis Black and Hydra, the strongest man I've ever met besides, uh, besides Cesaro. Right, yeah. Barring Cesaro. Barring Cesaro. Hydra's second. Easily. So, what happened with this match? Because this seems like a really random place for the four of you to be. So, yeah, there was, uh, we were scheduled to be at C4, that's Championship City, I apologize. Do you know what C4 stands for? Um, Capital City Championship Combat. That's the one in um, Ontario, right? Uh, Ottawa. Yeah. Ottawa. Uh, Incredible company. Check their stuff out. They've always been great to me. The, The promoter there, his name is Mark. Incredible guy. And we were booked on a show. We got about two hours into the drive and had not moved anywhere due to uh, a car accident. The whole highway was shut down. So we, we called it early. Uh, there was no way we were going to make the show in time. So there we were with our gear. Nowhere to go. I think it was Vin Gerard who, who made a call to you. Jan Champion, maybe, we said. One of us. Um, and Someone with somehow, an eight. At, at LVW and got us booked on that show in a yes. random tag team match. Yeah. In the, you guys are a tag team being Mantis and Hydra. And you guys are the other two guys that were supposed to be going. I think that's how that came to be. Yes. So I don't, I don't remember much else of this match. Um, as a story, I will tell you because we all know that Hydra wasn't always as strong and used to supplement his muscles a little bit with a sharpie. What did I just did I, I, did I just did blow that. your mind? I, I I don't necessarily believe what you're telling me, so we can just move past that. So Christian Cage saw him doing that once. We were all on a show together in East Stroudsburg at a, at, a, at a roller skating rink. Okay. And Christian said to Hydra, and I quote, "I've been doing this all wrong all these years." <laughs> Now, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I, I don't believe I've ever seen Hydra enhance his body in any unnatural way. But uh, who am I to to disagree with Christian Cage? I was there. I saw it with my own eyes. Um, and Christian was impressed. I, I noticed he didn't start doing it, though. No. I mean, he, he had already done Cage. all the work. Yeah. Maybe well, right, what, yeah. <laughs> he didn't that, need to do it. That, that, that's what motivated Hydra to get even bigger, though, probably. Yeah, he, he had an interaction guy. with Hydra. Yeah. Or with Christian, you know, roller skating rink in the Poconos. And it was like, 
I could be as big as that guy. Wait, I could be bigger than that guy. Why am I drawing my muscles on when I can get real muscles? He did it. He did. So we move ahead almost a full year. <laughs> we are now in East Stroudsburg. I'm running two shows as a benefit for the college radio station at East Stroudsburg University. These are matches 373 and 425. Uh, the first is October 23rd, 2008. You're teaming with Frightmare, who is pretty new on the scene at that point, against Ophidian and Klondike Kremlin in match 373. So Delirious really wasn't around anymore, and, uh, and Frightmare stepped into the role in the tag team with you. What was that transition like? Uh, pretty seamless. Uh, Frightmare and I are psychically linked, so no problems there. He just, he just moved right in. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, w- what more could you ask for? Frightmare. <laughs> Guy's a killing machine and he's on my team. Yes. You, you lucked out. You really did. Not, I'm not going to say it was an upgrade. I, I'm going to say it's an even trade because Delirious is pretty good. Absolutely. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, no complaints about either partner. But but you were not psychically linked with Delirious. No, but we had the we could communicate and no one could understand us, so might as well be psychically linked. Doesn't matter. Pretty much. You 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 had um it was like Morse code, but speaking. Right. And you guys took on Ophidian and Klondike Kremlin, who was not around for very long. No, I think he died. Wow. That took yeah. a turn. Um yeah. he died. He was actually on both WESS shows because he teamed with Orange what? Cassidy on the second one. I thought he died in this match. No, no, he wrestled again. Oh, well, all right. My bad. There, there was not an actual murder on this wrestling show. <laughs> I mean, I guess there probably would have been a second show had there been. No, no, no. They wouldn't have let me do it again. But Ophidian was also on that team, and he's a very skilled wrestler. Yeah, I, I have no recollection of this match happening. As with many others, and this one's not that long ago. Well, it's thirteen years ago. Okay, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna excuse myself. I, I, I don't know. I don't remember. Um, it's not like when we get to the one that's less than two years ago, and we're gonna try to stumble oh. through that one. Yeah, really. Um, but the following year, we're back in East Stroudsburg at East Stroudsburg University, and now you're wrestling Stigma in match four twenty five. This one I have seen recently on film. Oh. Okay, I remember this one more clearly. I uh, remember being in the building. Remember wrestling stigma, uh, and we spilled that onto the floor, I believe. And uh, I did something horrible to stigma in front of his family, if, if I remember correctly. You did. You well, what did I do? Did. did you see it? It was just a step up rana. It oh, wasn't like it wasn't like you maimed him. You, yeah. you just you did your step up rana, and stigma may have landed at his mother's feet. Yeah, Rana is just really to get you off your feet so I can hit you with something else. So that's okay. That, that's not so bad. I, I didn't, like, powerbomb him in front of his mother or something horrible. Powerbomb him through, like, two flaming tables. Ooh. Well, yeah. next time we meet, that's what's happening. Power I, 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 I'd recommend not doing that, please. Nah, right. it, it's not like it's an ECW reunion show or something. You don't need to be uh, – get. it's not CZW 2000. You don't need to be getting that wild. Speaking yeah. of which, if you also listen to the A show today, in the second matchup of the Tournament of Champions round one, uh, DJ, formerly of the Wednesday Night War podcast, because NXT moved and there's no longer a Wednesday Night War, but now of the Wings on Wings podcast, where they eat wings and talk about the old sitcom Wings, okay. <laughs> is taking on Wade Kruger from the Stepdads and... They are drafting 2000 CZW. So that's also airing today here on CKCC Radio. Check it out. Yeah. Um, it was tough to put that roster together because there's not a lot going on in 2000 CZW. 2000 CZW. Uh, who'd you have? You had Ruckus. No, not yet. No, really? I yeah. thought 2000 was, was Ruckus. That was Ruckus' year. All right. Uh, I, I looked through that, all, I, I looked through all. I looked through all the shows. No ruckus. I mean, Lots yeah. of Lobo and Wife Beater. Lobo and the Beater, okay. Nate Hatred? Yeah, oh, yeah. Zandig, Mondo. Mondo, you got to draft Mondo. Well, we'll see. Did DJ or Wade draft Mondo? 
Oh, wait, no, that's next week. Hold on. That's not airing today. That's airing oh. a week from today. All right. Don't check it out until next week. But but check out um, Radley Belmont from the Stepdads against Joe Sposto today oh, in Sposta. round one, match one. Got to check out Sposto. Yes. Uh, and they're drafting 1995 WCW. A lot more to choose from there. Sure. Yeah, there's a, there's a, a wealth of talent. Yes. Also a wealth of talent is the last match on our journey together here for now. It is 10 years later. What? Uh, That's a quantum leap. Yeah. And we are at the LVAC in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. It's match 1059 in the book. And listen to this talent in this match. On your team, you have Chuck Taylor, Murloc, and Alley Cat. And you're against Orange Cassidy. That's right. O.C. and Chuck Taylor, opposite teams. Faye Jackson and The Butcher and the Blade, match 1059. This we talked about previously as not really, even though it's less than two years ago, not having a ton of memory of this. I it was just I looked at the, the competitors and I was like, I was blown away that these teams, the, just the consistency of these teams. It's nonsense. Why are, why are Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy on opposite sides? Why is Ashad on my team? Well, it's, it's one of those things where they, they took some of the top talent from the show and put everyone together. And, but, Fair enough, I, but I do remember together in a, a way that makes sense. I, I guess there is no way that makes sense looking at these names. Not really. I mean, you and Murloc can go together because you're both kind of, Fair, on, that, fair enough. Uh, on that same wavelength. Yep. Chuck Taylor's a curveball. Yeah, he's a wild card for sure. Oh, since the day we met him. Uh, and uh, Alley Cat, another kind of curveball, though I guess Faye would fit less on your team. True. Is, is Alley Cat evil? Um, Do you have she, evil tendencies at least? I, I, I think she may have that day. We we all had evil tendencies that night. It was like sure, 115 sure. degrees. It was very hot. I remember the five of us beat the living hell out of Faye Jackson. So Allie Cat, she was getting her shots in. Yes. I remember when the match started, uh, O.C. and Chuck Taylor went to the same corner as though it was like three on three on two. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, wait, we're on separate teams. I can see that mistake being made. Sure. Yes. I, I can see that misunderstanding. I can see not looking at the card before you go out there and just assuming. I mean, they're 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 best friends. Yeah, well, I, I, actually, so I do. I do remember Chuck and Trent are best. Chuck, Chuck and Trent are best friends, but OC yeah, is still really yeah. close to them. He is a among the friends. I remember Butcher and Blade. I, this is the first time I, I think I've ever met these guys. I may, probably met Blade previously, but Butcher for sure the first time. These guys, the number of moves they gave me. I remember people asking if I was okay after the match. Because these guys were all over. They, they have such incredible offense, and they were just they were hitting everyone with everything they had. I do remember that. Yes. And there's a reason that you see them on Wednesday nights now. It's because they are really, really good. And I remember meeting the Butcher for the first time that day and just remarking at how large of a human being he is. Just massive human being. And, like... I had seen his band play before at Warp Tour, but like you're in a pit at Warp Tour, you're not on the stage. You don't really see how big these people are. Andy Williams is a big guy. <laughs> Absolutely, there's no sense of scale from that distance. Once you get up close, you see this guy's huge. Yeah, and he can move. And, and I believe the, that team was victorious in this match at to end the night, the main event before the band started to play. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Faye Jackson managed to somehow get out of the beating we were giving her and just maybe the the biggest reaction I've ever heard to someone coming back from a beating in, in this tiny little building in Bethlehem. Do you remember were you you were in the audience? I ref the match. You were ref the match. Obviously, That's why we're talking about nine on the list. See, I, I, I can't remember things that were told to me 15 minutes ago. You were in the match. You remember the reaction Faye Jackson got when she came back? Yes, and because the crowd was right there up against the ring, yeah, it was even louder. So yeah, they came back. They 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 beat our ragtag team of weirdos and creeps and uh, won the day. And then the band the band played. Yes, and then we got to go outside where it was twenty five degrees cooler. 
just yeah, <laughs> instantly dropped the. And I got pneumonia. No, pneumonia from heat. Right. <laughs> I was so hot that the change in temperature from going inside to outside caused me to get pneumonia. That's rough. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you recovered, though. I didn't. You didn't? I did not. I still have it. Oh, that explains a lot. Yeah. This is why I sound like this. I don't sound like myself. So, also, the LVAC is coming back to the uh, Mahoning Drive-In. May 21st and 22nd for the Real Rumble. Uh, two nights of matches followed by two movies at a drive-in movie theater. Uh, check out the LVAC wherever you get your social media for details. I will not personally be there, but I know that they're always fun to work for. Go hang out. Yeah, incredible atmosphere at LVAC. They they know how to put on a show. Uh, go to it. They're doing it outdoors especially. I think they're keeping everyone well, well within social distance regulations, whatever, whatever the hell is going on anymore. Uh, yes. They're not, they're not going to put you in danger. No, they will keep you safe. Of course, wear masks and sanitize and all that stuff, but go check it out. Hollywood, <laughs> this has been quite the journey. And from what I understand, you have a show on independentwrestling.tv. Yeah, this has been enlightening. I, uh, I feel like I learned a lot about myself that I, Formerly new and then forgot. But yeah, we, there, <clears throat> we got the Arcade of Terror going on. Oh, it's on IWTV. That's where you'll get the newest episode. And then we also have it on YouTube at youtube.com slash Arcade of Terror. Trying to get that off the ground. Uh, episodes will be posted there, too. So check that out. And I saw a teaser with an N64 game the other day. Oh, yeah. I regret the day I sold my N64 because I no longer have access to GoldenEye, and that makes me sad. You can still get them. They're out there. I was hoping that, because we got a Switch, I was hoping that they'll start to put the N64 games on the Switch. They have not yet. And that's a bummer, because I'd get GoldenEye and Mario Tennis right away. Yeah, I think and, they're pretty, pretty terrible about what games they put on there. And, and I'd say No Mercy, but they probably won't put No Mercy on there because of all the copyrights and whatnot. I don't think there's any chance of that happening. Zero percent. So I just have to go get another N64 after I sold my N64 like 10 years ago. So yeah, it's a seller's remorse. It's a real thing. Definitely. And you can use the code numbers <laughs> to go to IWTV uh, as a new subscriber. Please use the code numbers. You can check out a lot of the shows that we talked about tonight. Uh, learn more about these matches than we remember. And you can check out all sorts of other stuff on there as well. They just had all those shows during WrestleMania week down in Tampa. So replays of those are now available, I'm sure. Knock on wood that I'm not lying in the past about the future. And also, we have a ton of shows here on CKCC. If you go to ckccradio.com, you can find out more because all of our shows are posted there. Voting has started today for the Tournament of Champions at the A-Show on CKCC. You can vote for Joe Sposto or Radley Belmont for their 1995 WCW card. And then next week, Decker and I will have <laughs> DJ, or the Dooge, and Wade Kruger drafting 2000 CZW, which is Decker's rib to the world, I'm convinced. You can also check out the soon-to-be-named network with Joe Sposto's um, At Odds with Wrestling with Adam Van. There's Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, The Final Wrestling Place with, with uh, Marcus and Tim. Also, many new episodes of Viewer's Choice, also with Marcus and Tim, reviewing all the shows we've just had over the past week, which there have been many. So go check them out. Also, The Hooligans of Hops with Irish Kev and, and Rick. They drink beer and talk about the beer that they drank and other assorted items. Also, the Brainwreck podcast with uh, Kevin the Man Graham and Jason Axe. You can check them out. And the None Other Sports podcast with Jason and David. And I think I hit all the plugs. Hollow Wicked uh, is yeah. a great catching up. <laughs> don't forget to, to plug the, they got to draft Ruckus first. I, but they don't have Ruckus. He's not on the 2000 okay. roster. <clears throat> Let's specify any given situation where Ruckus is available Draft Ruckus. I remember the first time I saw Ruckus, I was I was blown away. Yeah, I, I saw mean, Ruckus in a, a backyard video that I had to download off dial-up internet. It took like three weeks. Uh, was, the song was uh, Method Man, and I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. You ever see this video? This is probably like 
1999. <laughs> this is like forbidden knowledge that probably only 10 living people remember. I will have to look it up on my dial-up internet, a.k.a. my phone, <laughs> after we're done here. Uh, the first time, I saw, first time I saw Ruckus, uh, he was against another redacted wrestler. We were at an armory. Um, I was running um, ringside camera, so I was like running around with a, like, a little camcorder. And he jumped off of a cage that was holding National Guard stuff and put redacted wrestler through a table. <laughs> and then redacted wrestler threw a fireball in Ruckus's face. He got pinned, and then he got up and walked away. Ruckus got up? Yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can't hurt Ruckus with a fireball. I mean, you might, you might win the match, but you're not going to keep him down long. Ruckus might be an alien from a, if you saw him in 2000, you probably would think he was an alien from another planet. Uh, the, the stuff he could do. He was a lot bigger back then, too. So. Yeah, it made no sense. Stuff he was doing at his size was incredible. But they will not be able to draft him next week because he didn't get the CZW till 2001. I did well, the research. You guys going to do later rounds where Ruckus is available? I mean, we have a wild card round, so I, I guess he could oh, be the wild cool. card. All right. But at the same time, the wild card could be like Ric Flair, and then you could do Lobo against Ric Flair. Listen, m- probably not a popular opinion. I'm taking I'm taking Ruckus over Ric Flair. Yeah, you you could do Nate Hatred against Kurt Angle. I would love to see that match. <laughs> There's a lot you could do, um, but this we'll find the, out this about is the problem that with next wrestling, week. That, that that match has not, maybe it did happen, just like John Moxley fought Eric Cannon in Barnesville. Maybe there is a Nate Hatred, Kurt Angle match that we, we just don't have access to. It's on the dark web, the dark web, as they would say on Letterkenny. So, somebody looked that up and then sent me a copy. <laughs> You can send I don't it care to how me. long it takes over my dial-up modem. I'll, I'll download that. You, you have a pretty incredible Skype connection for dial-up. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I don't, I don't pretend to understand how it works. I got tech people here running things. Shout out Worm you, Food. You have a whole team. Congratulations. Team. Trash Juice is on it. He's got it. At 56K. It works. Probably do video if we wanted. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. So... Until next time on By the Numbers, because uh, it's going to be a little bit of a hiatus now, uh, thank you for joining us. Holly, can thank you for joining the show. And um, keep listening to CKCC Radio for all those other things I talked about, including the Tournament of Champions. We are the glory boys.